Welcome to the Parrot Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra. And today we have a very special episode because we have a guest. I'm so excited to chat with her. You may already know her from her Instagram or from her YouTube channel. Mia, did you just take a poop on the back of my chair? Yeah, you did. And that is Bird Nerd Sophie. And you might also actually know her from Best Behaved Birds, where she offers consults to parents with her partner, David. So we're going to chat about all bird things today. And I'm so excited to find out more about her birds and talk about all the bird mom things and all the parent things. And Mia is excited too. We're going to talk about you and Olive. So here's what happened. Bird nerd Sophie and I, we jumped on a Zoom call. We had a really long, awesome chat and the majority of it did not record. So the part that did record, we chatted a bit about getting a companion bird for your bird and what that's like. And then we also talked about female birds and egg laying and a little bit on hormones. And Sophie shares some tips to make sure that we're, you know, helping our birds through those hormones and kind of controlling the egg laying because there can be complications with that. So here is a short version of our chat with bird nerd Sophie, but I promise that in the next episode, she'll be back for a nice long chat. Mia, please say hello. Show how cute you are. Oh, she's like, no, that webcam is a little scary. Just need to cuddle. Is yeah. Thank <laughs> you. This is this is how I work all day. She just like hangs out. She's really super chill. And I feel like we have a really good bond together. Like we really trust each other. Like I trust her. She trusts me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're in a really good place. My husband's in the other room together. <laughs> on your... <laughs> oh, it's really, really nice. Um, yeah. There's nothing to say that dynamic would change if you did get another bird. It might just be slightly different. You know, they may want to snuggle on you. They may prefer to snuggle a bit more, but they'll still want snuggles from you. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. we'll have pigs and scampi out and I'll just be holding like one bird each and they'll just be cuddling each other while I'm holding them. And that's really, really <laughs> precious too. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll be able to experience that one day as well. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I think that for me, like my biggest worry is just like, how do I bond them? Cause you know, I also have this perspective where I'm like, I understand that no one is choosing my best friend for me. I chose my best friend. So, but there's no way for me to like bring her somewhere and be like, choose which bird, <laughs> which bird do you like? Which one do you fancy? Which one do you vibe with? Yeah, exactly. So I, mean, I think that that's just kind of been like my biggest worry is will they vibe? I think it's just a case of like, working through it like it's it's gonna happen like you know if you put enough effort in they are going to be content with with each other um yeah Olive and Charlie were just crazy how much they loved each other and bonded so quickly I was just amazed because Pickles and Scampi took so long you know Scampi used to wind up Pickles all the time go on top of her cage like woo hi she'd be like go away because she really doesn't like many other birds like she'll tolerate the teals she'll tolerate olive at a distance but she doesn't like the crimson bellies at all she doesn't like louis at all so to actually bond her with another bird like we weren't sure if it was even going to happen and then it did so um don't be disheartened if the process is tough because it is tough um mm. but ultimately they are flock animals and they are more likely to gravitate towards each other 
Yeah. And when you were like bonding them, did you choose like, I've got the two of you. So you two are going to bond. So um, since there's yeah. four of them, couldn't they have like been like, couldn't all of be like, hey, I vibe with you more. Actually, no, they really are vibing. Yeah. So uh, it was a really weird situation. So we had chip and fish, then we had pickles. Then we went through the whole rescue process, getting scampi. And then like a month later, olive came like it it wasn't necessarily planned that way but mm. seen olive before scampi and then it didn't really work out so we were like okay well, we've got scampi now and then we turned out olive still didn't have a home and we were like we can't keep seeing these adverts of her on this page we have to bring her home um but we i don't know it's it's hard to explain really because olive's behavior was so challenging right at the start compared to mm. scampi we were like, this bird is going to need so much more time. And she was not in a position to even think about being bonded up with the other two. So mm. we just went with, let's bond up those two. Once we worked through all, all of Olive's challenges, which took a really long time as well, then we'll think about getting her a friend. And to be honest, it's only been within the last few months, well, before Charlie, that we realized that she was then ready for a friend because she was seeking out the companionship of Chip and Fish. She wasn't showing any aggression to them, whereas before she would like chase, she'd be really aggy if anyone went on her cage. So it took a long time for her to be ready for a companion. Um, but obviously, she, you know, every bird is going to be different. You're not always going to get these like, we seem to gravitate towards the difficult birds, which I don't mind. I'm happy to work through it. But um yeah, not every somebody's somebody's got to work with them, and somebody's <laughs> got to love them and give them a loving me. home. <laughs> they deserve it. They deserve it just as much as every other bird. Wow, I love animals. Actually, today in the park, I saw a pigeon, and I know, like in Poland, it's popular for people to like do these pigeon races because I saw that it had like a bracelet on its foot. And I was like, oh my gosh, they must have gotten lost because I never see them out here. They're usually like in the city and we're kind of like on the outskirts by this forest. So I brought it water and I wanted some of like some bird food that I had. Aww. So I was like, at least you have something like in the shade. But I'm sure yeah. I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, I just love animals. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Right. They're so cute. <laughs> just so cuddly. My goodness. Can you just imagine her cuddling up with another bird? It would just be the cutest. (laughs) I think that I will literally melt. I'll just be a puddle on the floor. Do you know what? Every time that we've bonded up a bird and they've had that moment where they've preened each other for the first time, I've just been just crying. Just I can't cope. It's just the most beautiful thing to see two birds just be like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm comfortable preening you. It's so special. Oh my god. You want that, Mia? <laughs> That's gonna be for you. Mommy's gonna get you a bird. <laughs> yeah. But I would say it is she DNA tested female? Yeah. Um obviously we had like one of those really good breeders. Like I really did my research, like the one you were talking about where you see the parents, she was being like handled really well really great diet I got pictures almost every day and I got a vet certificate and they did DNA testing and everything so yeah we definitely know that she's a girl so with I mean she could obviously lay eggs at any point she wouldn't have to have a a companion to lay eggs but you'd obviously have to bear in mind that if you did get a male there is that risk so you have to be really really on it with like hormones like sometimes you may not be able to cuddle her like that because that might be enough to 
trigger that maybe you have to just take a little step back and we can just have like head scratches instead or we just have to look at the diet maybe increase the sleep have blackout blinds you know there's so many different things and we have to like really make sure that we're watching the guys in there and seeing if we see any kind of funky business going on we're like okay we need to take it up a notch and go into like extreme mode because obviously the last thing you want is going to be eggs and that sort of thing because it's it's not good (laughs) but since we're talking about egg laying I'm really curious because this is going to be a a learning curve for me and I was chatting with another bird mom the other day actually because she's like sending me pictures that her bird laid eggs and I was like oh my gosh so what do you do do you take them away does she get angry I've seen all these parrot stores sell these fake eggs so if Mia was to lay an egg what do I do? It, I mean, it kind of depends how she responds to it. Some birds will lay one egg and they'll be like, what happened? And then they won't show any interest, in which case you can take the egg out. <laughs> Did that like, come out of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, because you want to be avoiding egg laying at all costs. However, if it's a bird who's decided to nest, um, once they start egg laying, they're going to continue until they've got their clutch out of their system. In an ideal world, we'll take the egg away and then that will suddenly tell them, oh, we, there's no point laying any eggs, but that's not how their biology is working. Once the process starts, you kind of have to work through it. So the best thing to do is increase the amount of calcium they have access to um, in natural forms. So nice leafy greens, chia seeds are full of calcium, almonds, you know, just try and get as much calcium in. We also... um recommend offering like some plain scrambled or boiled egg because there'll be uh, protein and some calcium only just during that time or during molting not every day or anything like that um so increasing the calcium uh, and also using the dummy eggs like you said so using fake eggs so the best way to do it is when a bird lays an egg take the real egg out and put two fake eggs in because when you put in an extra one it's going to end up tricking their body into laying less eggs because they think that they're almost full with their clutch now it's not foolproof some birds will just lay loads of eggs and that's obviously we want to avoid that um but if you put an extra one don't like flood the nest of eggs because then they're going to get confused but if we can try and stop the amount of eggs that are going to be laid that's the better option Um, And then just making sure they have access to food and water easily, that they are, you know, coming out and still interacting if they want to, still being part of the action. And then once you are over that cycle where they're like, okay, I'm not interested in the eggs anymore, that's fine. Remove everything and then go back to strict hormone management because we want to be avoiding eggs at all costs because they are extremely demanding on the body. They don't need to lay eggs to be happy. Um, And also it comes with significant health risks when they do lay eggs. So we want to avoid as much as possible. It's not always possible and we try our very best, but uh, there are lots of different ways that you can try and reduce the likelihood of eggs. And at what age would I expect a potential egg? Because she's only two years old. Yeah, so... (laughs) So she's reached her sexual maturity, I think. Or up to four years old with Conyers, right? Yeah, it really depends on different species. Um, Most Conyers will have reached sexual maturity about that age. But there have been some birds, and again, it comes down to dodgy breeding, where they can actually lay eggs a lot sooner than that and again if they're laying eggs like really early that's even more of a risk factor so we don't want any eggs we don't need any more babies there's so many babies looking for homes um so we want to be just being really mindful to try and stop it before it happens but obviously when it does happen we want to make sure they're getting plenty of uh, sustenance nutrition and calcium uh, and also just making sure that they are comfortable and we're trying to replace those eggs where we can and how can someone avoid egg laying like what are your let's let's do top three tips 
oh, top three diet <laughs> again having a really healthy diet um balanced diet that's not overabundant you don't want to feed your bird so much stuff my birds are being really noisy you can probably hear them right. you want to make sure they're having a minimum of about 12 hours of opportunity to sleep they're not going to sleep for 12 hours but if we can give them enough darkness again for most birds it will kind of tell them it's not breeding season you can up that to 14 hours for a week if they are being particularly hormonal uh, but also make sure you are interacting with your bird uh, in an appropriate way so you can kind of you know cup your bird and if they're happy with that then that's fine but you don't want to be stroking your bird all over because you're basically simulating the act of birdie love and we don't want that <laughs> you know we're, we're friends here we're not you know anything more than that so you can hold them you can cup them if they're okay with it but if you do start seeing hormonal behavior come up then just reduce it for a bit and just go for head scratches and then you can increase some of that at another point so there's so many different things that you can do to try and reduce the likelihood of hormonal behavior but that's just a few of them awesome cool and she might do it again. Yes. What does this mean when she puts her wings up? I was talking about this last time because I did a little bit of research because I've been having people ask me ever since I did that video, chicken wing, chicken wing. <laughs> and I researched that it's either her being flirty, welcoming, but sometimes she gets like puffed up and then after she might like try to try to bite. So I've learned to notice that sometimes she's like trying to show me that she's about to be angry. But so you mean when she's just I'm putting like sure. her her kind of wing shoulders up? I <laughs> I would probably disagree with some of the things that you've may have read because in my experience, all it means is number one, the birds I'm about to poop or needs to poops, or number two, they're just stretching. They're just stretching out their wings because they've been sat in a different position. It, uh... I haven't seen a direct emotional response. You may see things correlate or different kind of things afterwards, but in my experience, it is as simple as poops or stretches. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I do notice that she does that with the poops and sometimes she lets out a little like Yeah. <laughs> she's like <laughs> pushing it out extra. <laughs> but you're probably actually that makes a lot more sense that she's just stretching her wings all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, occasionally I do notice that there's that like, you know, she like puffs out a little bit. So I feel like she's trying to tell me like, I can be bigger than you. But <laughs> She's probably just stretching her wings. And yeah, I think that's probably more than likely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now we know. Now everybody knows it's just a wing stretch. Yeah. <laughs> the mystery song. We don't need to read too much into it. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to jump in here on that whole little topic because on my last episode, I was talking about a behavior that I was consistently seeing and I wasn't sure if it was meaning something or if it was just as simple as her stretching her wings. And that's why I always say it's so important to do your research. And when you're researching and you can't find a lot of information on it, then maybe you're reading too much into it. Or if you're seeing a lot of misinformation or too much information and you're not really sure, then sometimes it's best to consult with a professional who has a lot more years of experience because they're going to be able to tell you because they've already learned something like this before. And so something that I was learning about, and now we have the answer, thanks to Bird Nerd Sophie. And this is why consulting with somebody is sometimes a really good idea, especially when you can't find the information, you're really unsure, or you just need uh, extra help from a bird professional. 
from a professional. <laughs> and it's going to help you get the answers that you're looking for without doing like a deep dive of research when the web is showing you not much or too much. And it's also really important to really learn your bird species specifically. So I have a conure, so I'm learning as much as I possibly can about conures. But at the same time, I'm learning a lot about different types of parrots. But depending on which type of parrot species you have, whether it's a conure or a teal or a macaw or an African gray or a budgie, any type of bird, you need to learn about them specifically because each species is going to vary in certain quirks and diet and behaviors and things like that. There are some things that are similar across the board of parrots. For example, hormones, they all get hormonal. And there are other things that are really different. And even within a species like conures, so there can still be differences between the different types of conures. And that's why I also did a video on similarities and differences between green cheek and sun conures. Because I noticed that even though they had quite a few similarities, they were really quite different from each other, from personality to their little quirks and toys they like to play with and their beak strength and their weight and size. So there are differences. And you also need to remember that each bird is an individual. So while it's important to get to know their specific behaviors, body language needs, care requirements, diet, and all that stuff that we talk about all the time on the channel and on the podcast, it's also important to over time get to know your bird and your bird specific likes, dislikes, personality, moods, and things like that because they are individuals just like we are and that's why they are our family. She's just showing you her wings. She's so beautiful. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> <sighs> all right well I'm not going to take up too much more of your time it's Thursday <laughs> afternoon the sun is still shining so it hopefully uh, you know we get a little bit of a cool breeze in the next couple days because we're not so. that far from each other and it yeah. seems we have the same heat wave <laughs> it's meant to be like 30 degrees until the end of the weekend but we're expecting maybe some thunderstorms I'm hoping that might clear the air but I'm pretty sweaty right now so we'll see <laughs> yeah you know what on our balcony we actually got this tarp and it mm. like blocks the sun so that the windows don't get so hot and then the whole apartment doesn't get super hot which is awesome because last summer I was like I'm a melted sticker all the mm. time is how I felt yeah it was so. really bad here so we tend to keep our blackout blind up because the sun comes through like the bird room and our room first thing. So we keep the blackout blind up on like half a window until maybe like lunchtime and then take it all down when the sun's moved. And then we keep our curtains closed in here until the sun's gone round. And that keeps it much cooler than it could be, but it's still too hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just in case you were wondering, what are the health risks involved with egg laying? 
Why is it such a big deal? I didn't get a chance to ask Sophie this because we were just going on and on and it totally slipped my mind. But as I was going through the podcast, I thought to myself, it would be great to have this information in this episode. So I looked it up for y'all. When parrots lay eggs, there are actually quite a few health risks that are associated with the process. And some of the most common risks for parrots laying eggs include egg binding. Egg binding occurs when a parrot is unable to pass an egg and it can be a life-threatening condition that requires requires an avian vet's attention right away. Egg binding is more common in small parrot species and can be caused by factors such as poor nutrition, calcium deficiency, and other breeding-related issues. Another one, which Sophie did touch on this, is calcium deficiency. Egg production in parrots requires a significant amount of calcium. That's why she also mentioned you need to increase that intake of calcium in their diet to ensure that they're getting enough of it. If a parrot's diet lacks the sufficient amount of calcium that they need, the bird can develop a deficiency, which can lead to problems like brittle bones, weak eggshells, muscle weakness, and other complications. Another one is nutritional depletion. So we talked about calcium, but Laying eggs places a considerable amount of strain on your parrot's body, so it depletes them of some of their essential nutrients. And if they aren't provided with a balanced diet to compensate for the nutritional requirements of egg production, then it can lead to deficiencies in vitamins, minerals, and proteins, which can, of course, affect your bird's overall health. Another one is stress and exhaustion. Just think about it. The process of egg laying they're giving birth to this egg, it can be physically and emotionally demanding for your bird and can cause stress and exhaustion, especially if they don't have a suitable nesting environment or if they start excessive egg laying. And that brings me to the next one, which is chronic egg laying syndrome. Some female parrots may develop a chronic egg laying syndrome where they are continuously laying eggs without a suitable mate or appropriate breeding conditions. And this can have significant health consequences, including reproductive disorders, hormonal imbalances, metabolic disturbances, and more. Maybe next time we can chat with Sophie more about that. Then I also saw that there's potential for egg-related infections. Some eggs can become infected and that can lead to other issues. When birds start laying eggs, you might also see their behavior change because they undergo a hormonal changing process that activates their maternal instincts while preparing their bodies for the egg laying. And you can also expect your bird to probably become a little bit overprotective of its cage or area. And fortunately, this is not a life-threatening concern, but it can be frustrating for pet owners. Then I also came across a few other issues, but I'm no expert on this. So I don't want to say too much and rather speak with somebody who knows about it. So that's it for today. If you're interested in a consultation with Sophie and her partner, David, the parrot teacher, you can find them at bestbehavedbirds.com. That's bestbehavedbirds.com. And I'll leave that linked below. And you can also follow Sophie on social media and it's at birdnerdsophie. I'm your host, Sandra. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Parrot Podcast by Poodles and Parrots.